frightening neighborhood. Some of them are very frightening neighborhoods. You'd be surprised. Yeah, like one street is totally fine, beautiful, great. Next one is just real shanky. And this, <laughs> I hope that answered your question. I'm going to take this off. I feel very, okay. I have the floor. <laughs> um, can you do the bike impression? Oh my gosh, I am so like high energy right now. I can do the fishbowl one then. The what? <laughs> Yeah, like, I'll, Does I'll she even like, speak when the fish is handed to her? She just like, it's all no. facial expression. Maybe I could help. Pira! Oh, you don't have to. <laughs> what? What? Uh, I don't know. What's a good one? But, but, but she, but she also, could. <laughs> there's also one where um, they send fly in the mail. Do you remember kind of how that one goes? See, um, whenever people ask me to say a line from Ruby after all these years, like it's been so long, like seeing a script, I just go back to the first one and it's like, it's Eris, actually. And it's just like, oh, oh, why Schnee? some recognition. Why Schnee? Eris to the Schnee Dust Company. Blah, 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 blah. Horrible, I hate you, wise. And now we're best friends. How dare you? We're best friends now. It's fine. I hope I, I tried. I really did. The altitude. I'm learning that that's actually a thing. Yeah. a lot of water. Yeah. So we're in the same. We're in the same like weird high head space right now. Yeah. Okay. Good. Apple juice. So explain what this is for someone that has no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, explain Ruby. I said this is, you know, it's Ruby. I kind of got it's a it's a show. Mm -hmm. It's anime. Yeah. It's, okay. It's very strange because where'd you find it? <laughs> the internet, which is why it's strange. Also, <laughs> Rooster Teeth is a, is an internet based company. They have they are um, their claim to fame is Red vs. Blue, which is the longest running internet like web series ever of all time. If you watch that, you get that. Um, and they've they've uh, recently, as they've gotten bigger and bigger and bigger, they've just opened up and expanded to different um, things. And Monty, who was one of the lead animators um, on Red Red vs. Blue, amazing like action sequences, just an amazing animator had always had this idea for an anime. And um, so he was finally given the opportunity to do it, given the crew and, and, and all of that, and then Ruby was, was born. But what's strange, I think, for some people is that we call it an anime, but an anime in its truest form is Japanese anime, and this is an American anime. I've actually been told, like, we, we don't want to see you because you're you're American and not Japanese. I'm like, woof, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's really exciting right now, actually, because this year we've been um, um, distributed to China and Japan with Warner Brothers, and we've been dubbed into Japanese, and it's just so amazing to see, like, the span of, of this show that I honestly, honestly, in the nicest way, did not think would, would get much. Like, I just didn't. But it's, it's massive, it's huge, and it's amazing. Yeah. Have you seen the big building side in Akihabara? I haven't. Do we have a billboard? <laughs> so there's the whole side of the building. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Was, you know, last year. Is, it, last year. is it super like Japaned out? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. I'm going to have to see that. I want to I wanna find that. Oof. So springboarding off that, it's an internet company, so collaboration is supremely important, mm -hmm. especially it, but because it's the internet, you can collaborate from anywhere. Mm -hmm. Will you walk through your collaboration process? Like, do you have a 
super professional closet voiceover space. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was actually a little worried about that to be honest. Um, moving from Austin to LA, but still wanting to continue playing Blake because I love I love Blake. I I, I adore her. Um, and um, a little nervous, but we found out, I found out anyway, so it made me feel better, that one of the um, voice actresses for Red vs. Blue, who plays uh, Sheila, and Yo, Yolanda, I don't know, I'm the worst person ever, um, <laughs> but she's, she's from L.A., and there happen to also be spaces where you can go into a studio in L.A., so I'm actually, I'm interested in seeing how the, the studio will be, because I'm not sure how they, I, I've yet to, had to, to do it out there. I've always somehow managed to come back in time for some reason. Um, that's how I did the, the last season as well. But actually, in the next couple of weeks, I'm going in, um, and I've seen like a proper massive LA like voiceover studio, like Paramount and, and all of that. And it's like, oof, Universal, big, big, big old screen, super cool. And I'm used to just going into like this little box with a microphone right here, putting like my finger on my, my mouth and, and like, Miles and Carrie and, and um, the, 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 the sound dude and Maggie just being like, all right, do it like this. Okay, that was good. Now do it like this. Okay, that was good. But now I don't know how I'm going to do that. I mean, maybe Skype. Maybe the people there know. Maybe I'll just screw it all up and then I have to come back in. But, uh, yeah, so I, I know how the process should go, but I don't know how it will go. It'll all get sorted eventually. <laughs> Thank you. How are you, Aaron? <laughs> I'm, as you can tell from my voice, like just all of the like conventions typically put me on an energy level that I'm not used to during the year. I'm normally just the most probably boring person you'll ever meet. But then coming here and like meeting everybody, I'm just like, ah, how's this? Going? And I start to lose my voice because this isn't where I talk. I'm normally like really down here, but I don't think I could do that right now. Well, you know, one, one of the questions I always want to ask is, you know, one of my one of my um, inspiration inspirational voice actors is the late great Tony Jay because mm -hmm. his his very strong deep British accent was just like so intimidating, gave me chills down my spine. Who who was your who was your inspiration for getting into the voice acting business? And were you did you uh, listen to a lot of the uh, the old time radio shows of the thirties and forties? I used to listen to Lake Wobegon with my mom all the time. I love it. I still do. Like I I love it. And it, it was kind of weird seeing the the face behind the voice. So if if anything like history wise for me um, for for voice acting would be Lake Wobegon because I never really thought about. Um, characters and, and animated stuff and the voices behind the animated stuff as like people. Um, and I didn't, I, I never even thought about voice acting as a career, to be honest. I always wanted to be an actress, but I never knew that voice acting was a possibility for myself. But it kind of all made sense, because I've always been that odd kid who just made voices all the time for no reason, just driving around with my mom in the car with like weird accents kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, today, now that I know more about it, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd, there are a few people that I'd like to meet, like John DiMaggio, I think, would be super freaking cool to meet. Um, yeah, I don't know, maybe the, the, I don't know names, I'm really just the worst person ever. The, the, the girl who does Tiny Tina, I think, would be really cool to meet. I think whenever they told me that I was going to do, like, a psychopathic doctor, I kind of thought of Borderlands immediately. I thought of Tiny Tina and then I thought of that um, 
Is he like a Russian doctor or something like that? I don't know who plays Borderlands. It's been a while. Yeah, no, I, if, for characters, I just kind of pinpoint other characters that I want to take something from and, and go from there. But I don't know. I've never really had, like, a big voiceover, like, idol, you know? I'm the worst. <laughs> Do you work from script then, and then they add the, the animation to your recording, or how does that work? Normally, um, in like a in a, a proper rooster teeth is kind of an interesting thing. They don't do everything the way that the rest of the world does it in terms of production. Um, but normally, you would talk over an animation. But rooster teeth, you talk and then they animate. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I'm I'm a little nervous to try and learn how to do like match the mouth flaps is what they say because I haven't had to do it yet. Um, but yeah, one of these days, it'll be very funny to try and do that. I've been lucky so far. So how exactly did you meet up with Rooster Teeth? Like, how did you hear about them? Um, and how did you end up interviewing for whatever roles you did first? Uh, I'd heard about Rooster Teeth in, like, fifth grade when season one of Red vs. Blue was out. And I'd seen the first two seasons. And I actually had the DVD and, like, saw that little thing, like if you wanted a t-shirt, you had to fill out this little thing and send it in the mail, and I was like, holy shit, that's Becca, I'm sorry, I shouldn't cuss right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. That's Becca, and it was very strange to see everybody. And then, years and years later, I had met, I lived two doors down from Miles and Kyle, um, I think that was it, yeah, and just became really good friends with them, and um, Miles started working there. And obviously he and I were dating at the time, and I was, because his life was spent there, my life essentially was spent there because that was, that was what we did. So it was, it was a lot of chance. Um, yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, and whenever I, I found out that he was working on Red vs. Blue, I was like, oh my god, this thing is still around? Jesus, how many years has it been? <laughs> it had been like 11 at that point, which is pretty redonk, if you think about it. Um, yeah, no, it, it really was just a lot of luck. I, I hate giving that answer because a lot of people want to be like, well, give me the steps to do this, and I, I really can't. But you that's know? not like, for most people in any industry, that's like how it happens. It's like, how do you become a successful person in X industry? It's like, well, yeah. you try hard, you just happen to try to be in the right place at the right time, right? Exactly. If, if an opportunity is given to you, just take it, do it, try. If you, even if you don't think you'll do it that well, just do what you can. So you said that you're moving to that you moved to LA and everything, auditioning for stuff. Auditioning for what? Like, got any other plans outside of Ruby or even beyond Ruby or anything like that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I get auditions for live action, like proper films, for like television pilots, stuff like that. It's um, right now I've just done an audition for the uh, the director who does all of Taylor Swift's videos is doing his own thing, and I just auditioned for that, and she was kind of a fun role. It's really interesting, like, I've never had to do a role where I just didn't really like the person that I had to play, so it's been kind of fun being like, well, if you see a script and you're trying to be this person, you have to understand everything that they're doing. Like, they don't think that they're wrong. They don't think they're doing anything wrong. They think that what everything about them is correct. So it's very interesting to kind of not like this person, not like what they're saying, but still have to you be have to them. Live through them, and it's kind of an irony to do so. It is. You it's know fun. what's going on, but you can't know what's going on while you're playing the person. Yeah. No, that's that's what makes it so much fun. Is that it's just.
constantly changing, constantly doing things that are just out of the box or something that you wouldn't have normally done. And turning off the sense of we can't, I know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If the main cast of Ruby were to actually be real and you play Blake, or you were Blake, um, what would you say to Ruby when, um, or what would you actually do to Ruby if you actually saw her explode in front of Beacon? <laughs> if, if I was Blake, oh my gosh, that would be frightening. I'd be genuinely concerned about this poor girl who's just exploded. But I guess in anime, no one truly gets hurt unless... Yeah, well, that's not the case anymore. That's clearly not the case anymore. I'm sorry. Yang just got shoved through the roof with a watermelon hammer. She came back right? several minutes later. You just got him. Just like, all of these people just get beat to a pulp and... They're fine, whatever, <laughs> brush it off, you're cool, you gotta be in the face by a church. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I don't know, I would probably be like, oh my god, are you okay? I should turn my phone off, Jesus. Yeah. Be professional. It's a scroll. Right? That's, that's what they did, that's exactly, that's what it is. Steve Jobs is forever alive. <laughs> Blake was very hard. Blake was super, super hard, and I, I can't like. I, I feel like I say this a lot, and I'm, I feel like I'm annoying, but um, because she is just so mono, she's so chill. She's just apathetic almost. Um, it was very difficult to to put emotion in her voice and not be boring and not sound flat, because then I would have been one of those horrible actresses that I was talking about. Um, it was difficult. It took a lot of um, finding out, I guess, what worked the best, hearing other people, like getting to hear um, Barbara as Yang and work, like working off of Yang was really helpful. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's difficult, but I, I don't, you kind of have to just imagine it. You, you will find the script, get the script, read the script, and it's like a book. You just imagine everything in your head, and, and some people can can work off of that, and some people can't. Um, and I was just lucky in that I could see something and, and just kind of imagine it. Because you really are just in this tiny little squared black luxor box. It's just, um, yeah, constant, like maybe reading stories and, and recording yourself and listening back to what that could sound like. And if you believe yourself, because if you don't believe yourself, no one's going to believe you, you know? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's fun for every character. I think Dr. Gray was definitely considerably easier to get into because she's just insane. And I love her. I love her just as much, yeah. So I know a lot of times when you're talking about lines you like to say, you, you go to the I'm a victim line. Oh my god, I hate why so much when she says that. That's my favorite. It's so bad. So I was wondering if you would do that. Oh my god. I'm a victim! <laughs> I, I overdo it because I think it's just the most obnoxious thing that she could have said. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Why are you aiding the scum? Stop it! Um, so, since Ruby is, a, is an online show, um, and differs slightly from uh, you know, traditional episodic uh, stories, right? Um, so as, I guess, mainstream, um, like, like uh, the 
Hollywood kind of executives get more and more uh, aware of these online um, content. Uh, where do you think, because they're getting more interested in that stuff and because it's drawing more of a following, where do you think online, uh, like web, web series and online content is, is going, what do you think the future of it is? I, I honestly think there's always going to be a separation between the two. Like I know that they're, they're bringing on like, um, what's your name? Oh my goodness, Grace. Grace Helbig has her own, yeah, she's yeah. got her own show now, I think. Um, yeah, and everyone's, everyone has their mother has a book deal now, so. Um, I, I genuinely think that it will continue to remain separate, um, because as, as horrible as this is to say, when I came to LA and was like, hey, like I want to voice act on this thing, they saw the credits, and regardless of, how many people see it, how, regardless of how many different countries it reaches, it means nothing. Yeah, absolutely nothing. Um, and it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. The internet is really its own little bubble. And I think people are optimistic with, with wanting it to, to reach further. And it will, it obviously does. But in um, like true like Hollywood industry, there's... Oof, don't get it, don't care, kind really of thing. Yeah, it is. It it really is. I mean, internet's always going to have a place. Right. It's it's always it's going to keep getting bigger, and there are going to people going to be people who take it and do crazy things with it. Um, but there's a difference between Shane Dawson being in a movie and Jennifer Lawrence being in a movie. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because the financial stream is not clear cut and defined, and Hollywood yeah, that's, needs the clear cut defined of financial risk. That's true. There's so much with like with what you're saying earlier with community. There's so much involvement. Like the Laser Team movie would have never been made had it not been for the was it the Kickstarter? There's so many things like that. The Indiegogo. Thank you. The Indiegogo. Crowdfunding. Yeah, crowdfunding. Thank you. The the the, the big terms. I don't buzzwords. Crowdfunding. Yeah. It's there's it's yeah two very different things, and I don't think one is better than the other. They're just different. Yeah. Have you ever used your uh, voice acting powers for evil? White <laughs> thing. <laughs> um, once I was really sick and I sounded like a man and I prank called someone. Do you mean like that? <laughs> like it was frightening. I couldn't talk unless I talked like all the way down here. And it, just, it was horrible. I couldn't do it now, but it was very convincingly manly. Yeah. <laughs> Lindsay does that shit all the time. How does that <laughs> Lindsay's just one of those fun people that you kind of expect it from, so it's nothing weird. Um, I think maybe if Kara started doing it, it would be a little odd. But it's just personalities, just being like, yeah. It's kind of funny to watch the show. When I first started, I'd never heard my voice while, while there was like stuff going on. I got distracted very easily, didn't I? Um, <laughs> So it was kind of strange to just step back and, and watch it from like a normal audience's point of view and not be like, that's Kara, that's Barbara, that's Lizzie, you know? <laughs> so that was, that was interesting, and I've, I think I've gotten used to it, but I'm always just going to be one of those people who's been like, i got to know that person, i got to know their face, I recognize that voice, who is that? So, yeah. What is that? Is that like a motorcycle outside? Can you guys hear that? Yeah, yeah. probably the cars. 
Oh, is there a car show here? <laughs> like, like the mystery machine in the Batmobile. Oh, nifty. I saw the DeLorean in, in uh, Melbourne. That one's pretty cool. I didn't get to touch it. A lot of people did. I didn't. <laughs> a little disappointing. Met Doc, though. Don't ask Barbara about it. She's not happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite shit from Ruby? Please. Oh, really? Dear. Do you have to ask? Yeah. I, don't, I want to hear you say oh. it, and that's why I'm asking. Now I, have to, I feel like I have to say it in some kind of special way. Bumblebee! Yay! Yeah, no, I love it. I, I love people. People really like asking their questions. People, I'm, I'm all for shipping. Do what you want. And that's totally fine. It gets a little odd when you ship like real people, but mm, to each their own. But yeah, I, I would never actually ship anything unless I truly felt that their personalities fit, that they worked together. Otherwise, you're like, this pretty person and this pretty person make pretty babies. That's just my <laughs> You know? I, I like to, to think that they'd actually, like, that'd be nice. That'd be cute. <laughs> uh, what are some of your favorite animated shows since you work on Oof. It's been a while since I've watched an anime show. I've been watching so many documentaries lately, I feel like such a hipster. I just watch documentaries now. <laughs> oh my gosh. I liked Hunter Hunter in the very, very beginning. I think it's gotten a little crazy now, but that was... I haven't watched it in a long time. Just any animated shows, like uh, anime. I'm going full anime. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I support yeah. you. Squid Girl's really adorable. That's not traditional, though. Um, someone recently showed me... What was it? It was like a very, very old one. It was either like Akira, Ghost in the Shell, something like that. Yeah. And they showed me this little bit. It's just this parade. This like Chinese New Year parade or something like that. And it's just the most beautiful thing I've ever seen animated before. And I, and I wish, I think it's Akira. Animation back then, I mean, when it was all hand drawn, was just so incredible. Yeah. I'm a hipster about that. Oh, no, totally. Absolutely. I had no idea. Because whenever you think of anime now, you think of these kind of chibi sort of things, which is totally fine. Like, everyone has a, has their place. But it was just amazing how just detailed and colorful. That was that was insane. Um, huh, huh, I can't think of anything. I blacked out. I really like Ruby. There's a show called Ruby. <laughs> Fan service? Yeah. Is it called? I've never seen it, oh. but well, I know of it. In the last one, all the girls were in uh, dresses for cosplay. Ah, oh, sexy. Oh. <laughs> all the hairy, hairy men. <laughs> that company. Did they do the high heels again? Yeah. Because that was awesome. Oh, the, the, the when the animators did that? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was brilliant watching Austin, the like pink-haired dude, walk around like this. <laughs> yeah. That was. And it reminds me of when I first saw when Blake walked for the first time. I was like, good gracious, girl. <laughs> Calm yourself. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, it's been kind of strange. I, I, since moving, I haven't really kept up with, with what everyone is doing. Like, I see it. It's in my Twitter feed, but I don't really, like, dig deep into it. Not, not for any particular reason. It's just not where I'm feeling enough, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think from that episode of Future, we'll play everything. Really? Yeah. Is someone in a corset? <laughs> oh, my God. That sounds horrifying. <laughs> they're, they're such an odd combination of people at the company. Like, they're either, like, super bulked up, or they're super, like, like... Werewolf Harry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. For one to know, uh, Gray, I think, was Kill the Kill. Oh, Gray was oh. Kill the Kill? 
Wait, oh, Kill Kill. Kill Kill's another one. Got it. Done. I will never wear that costume, but good on you if you do. Yeah, that's a lot of confidence. Woof. No one's business. Do you have a favorite episode of anything you've done? Um. <laughs> like a child. <laughs> I really, as little as Blake was seen in season three, I really like the. What was that? I gotta tell you, no, it's the Yang one. The I'm not running. No, please stop. Don't do it. I'm sorry. That one. That is an actual fire alarm. Let us Please remain calm and stand by. Okay. Okay. All right. There might be a fire, don't move. <laughs> <laughs> She's very polite. It'll be okay. She's very nice. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, an alarm has been activated. There's some yelling at me. We are investigating the cause. Please remain calm and stand by. That's one of my favorite things to do is to hear for just take a situation and just go full, just straight up Siri on it. <laughs> so we were shopping for the hotel room and I, like the self-checkout at Kroger, uh -huh. and they just talked to me and I almost said, thanks Siri. <laughs> I was like, well that is ingrained in yeah. my brain forever. I, I really want to be able to say thanks Cortana. Because that's a thing, like Jen, Jen Taylor, Jen Taylor voices the Microsoft phone, the Windows phone. Cool is that? Cortana, help me find something. I need to become Master Chief. That's what I would do. My name would no longer be Aaron. It'd be Master Chief. I have to tell Siri my name's something weird so that she'll pronounce Aaron right. Um, she's Australian for me. I got an Australian man navigating me. Yeah, and mine. I think it's a girl now, though. She calls me love. Aww, that's cute. What a question for you, Aaron. Let's do it. I am looking, <laughs> looking to update my uh, audible.com uh, library, and I was wondering, have you gotten to the audiobook section yet? Because I, I want to hear some, I was wondering if you, if you narrated audiobooks, because I kind of want to get into that. <laughs> Funny story. My, uh, my mom is the most pushy like, wanting to just have everything for you, pushy mother, like, you should do this, you should do this, I found this thing, you should do this, I love you, just want the best for you kind of thing. And she suggested I do audiobooks, so I was like, eh, I don't know, I've never done it before. I like reading, but I don't know if I could ball up and do all the weird voices that everyone does for each character, because I'm, I don't know, I just don't do that. I get nervous, and it's really silly. So I took out, like, The Hobbit, and started reading it. And immediately went British, and I was like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> not going to happen. Um, maybe if I get better, I think that would be really cool. I'd definitely look into it. 
something um, you can do your, your closet in LA. Yeah. <laughs> right? You can have a closet. Okay. Oh my gosh, true story. I don't have a closet, you guys. Yeah. That's weird for someone coming from Texas where the closets are like super huge. Yep. I've got a buffer zone and then like I bought one of those target racks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I say target rack. Target wrap, target wrap, clothes, clothes will muffle it. That's yeah. the biggest thing about closets. Not, yeah. It's not about the space of the closet, it's about the clothes muffling. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I've got a snowball thing, and I can definitely yeah. try all that, but pretty excited about just going to a big old room and being like, you do this for me. <laughs> Send yeah. it to people. That's true. Yeah, because then you got to do the, like, the, the audio files, and my, I don't, I, I muck everything up. Couldn't even tell you how many times I had to like re-upload or re-up yeah. do stuff my YouTube videos. Oh my god! The only secondhand story is that you could do it in your pajamas if you do it in your house. I could do it like this. Yeah. <laughs> you totally in the world. <laughs> <laughs> would not be good. Yeah. Things would be fantastic, right? You think? I don't know what my hair is doing right now. I bought this crimper thing for the first time because I saw someone else. Oh, I should talk into the microphone. <laughs> I saw this other girl who, who used this crimpy thing. I was like, I really like your hair. She's got much longer hair than I do. Um, so I use it. So now I feel like I'm in like the 2000s or like a Lizzie McGuire movie. <laughs> yeah. 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 And there's, there's so much. It's because we're so high, there's so much static and then just lotion in no my humidity. hair. It's insane. It's because there's no humidity. Yeah. Oh, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's just stuck to my face all day. So much hairspray. I never thought I'd put lotion in my hair, but here we are. <laughs> How do you like it here? How do I like it in Colorado? I like Colorado. It's going really well. Um, I've been to Colorado before when I was considerably younger. I learned that I can sleep through just about everything. Going down a mountain on a four-wheeler with my parents was conked out. Um, but I've only ever been to Boulder. And Boulder's really nice. I mean, this is nice too, but I remember we're in like a weird outside clear. section. False it's alarm. fine, you guys. Is he a real person now? I feel like he's not automated. That's a real person. That's a real person. Okay, I was about to say. He does a little different. Phone voice as well. Yeah. yeah. So you're from Austin, right? Yes. I used to live there. How do you feel about oh two God. streets? <laughs> I love them, and I love them especially when they're just slightly undercooked. And um, one time we went, and I got, or I was introduced to the ice cream sandwich that they can do. Oh my gosh! I used to be a delivery driver for Tiff Treats. Yeah. Really? Oh, my uncle gave me a gift card when I first moved to Austin. I was like, these are all the awesome things you got to do: Spider House Cafe, Tiff Treats. I don't know. Boom, done. Yeah, is there? Yeah. That's going everywhere. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, no tip streets. You would, it would always be fun like seeing someone walk by and be like, mm, for me? Yeah. That was me all the time. Yeah. Like, oh, fresh cookies? Right? Exactly. Me, right? Like, you can't ah. really say no to that. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. Um, so you were wondering like kind of what it would be like since they're, um, they're, you're in California and this case is in Austin and you're doing voice acting. Mm -hmm. Here would tell me um, what their general with the box was, and they discussed for. So that might be a little bit of how it works. 
generic directions like that and they're like just add a little bit more life to that i have yet to get one of those which is they're really nice you're they're, very lucky yeah i'm i'm waiting for the day where they're just like just smile more okay that'll make it better just give me a line read come on yeah no i've, I've yet to to interact with with that they've they've typically yeah just kind of described more of what they think i should be thinking and what perhaps is happening in the scene that I might have missed, that kind of thing. Yeah. It seems really collaborative. It really is. And there's a lot of people doing one thing at once. And I, there's, so, in a recording session, there's one, two, three, four, five. Five people, including myself. And you'd think it would just be two, you know? But there's not. It's insane. It's kind of cool, though, like, the amount of people who, who kind of care about what each section is doing. Like Maggie, I don't, I don't know what Maggie does, that's a really good thing to say. Um, yeah, just having people from all blocks of like, maybe they'll have an animator in there. Oh my goodness, I've had a camera pointed at my face, like a GoPro, and it was the weirdest thing ever to be like, okay, I know you've never done this before, but we're going to put a camera in your face while you're doing this. Why? The animators just want to see what your face is doing. No, I don't. I really don't. Yeah. So yeah. Episode of Ruby. Oh my gosh. Like straight up full like animated voice everything. Huh. Is an episode 15 minutes? Some of them. Well, the more recent ones are yeah. I I know that there are so many animators that no one is working on like one single episode at a time and it's not done in a linear fashion. It's definitely like, alright, we're gonna do this big scene from back here because I want to make sure we get that in time. But if I could guess, maybe a week, two weeks. I don't know. I don't want to undervalue it, and I don't want to overvalue it, you know? But um, recording doesn't take very long for the whole season. A couple hours, stuff. <laughs> so you mentioned to me earlier that you actually sing. What do you like to sing? What other kind of music do you like? <sighs> that I haven't done it in a while, Sorry. but it, no, you're totally fine. Totally, totally fine. Um, in Red versus Blue, I sing opera. Not well, but I sing it. Um, I really like more jazzy kind of mamas and papas, or maybe something like Imogen Heap, Regina Spector, um, Lana Del Rey, just kind of the lower register, less poppy kind of things. Why do I think of a pop star via soprano? I am a soprano, so it sounds perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, so because the episodes are, you know, they're shorter than typical uh, TV yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, like, I guess this is more of a writer's question, but like, how, what do you think about Ruby? How are they able to like get a three act structure in such a short amount of time? Like the, the pacing of it. Yeah. Must be something that you know about a lot. Yeah, I know they really, really struggled with it for, for Ruby because they, 
yeah, they, they weren't used to doing something like that. Um, I think they think about the whole picture because in, in reality, it's like the length of a full-length movie. It's, it's just a movie. You can watch it in one right. sitting and be totally fine, but they chop it up because it is just like a short attention span internet thing. Um, and I think that's why a lot of people get frustrated because in some episodes, not a lot happens. It just doesn't happen. They try to make stuff happen, but it just doesn't. So they go full idea and then chop it up into what they think could be like reasonable segments, that kind of thing. That's why some episodes are like seven minutes long and some of them are like 13. Right. It, it was just all over the board. I think they've got a better handle of it now, um, I'd like to think. Um, but yeah, just yeah. a whole picture and then Yeah, I think episodic stuff, like I'm, I'm a, uh, I do TV writing. Stuff. Oh, cool, cool. Um, and I'm working on an orphan black spec right now. Oh, nice. Um, That'd be interesting. It's... No spoilers. I've only seen like five. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, no, the just the with the commercial breaks and the so it, yeah, yeah. So we're trying to figure out that. Point. Yeah, breaking up like cliffhangers yeah. before and the commercial. TV dramas have four acts sometimes. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's nice though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like on Netflix, Ruby is like. Yeah. I I whenever I was in it, I wouldn't watch the episodes until everything was out, so it's I could just cool. sit down. I mean, it's a good way to yeah. yeah. too spacey. How much are the uh, characters in Ruby models on the voice actors? Because sometimes it seems like there's a lot of similarities. It's ridiculous, it isn't it? Like with, yeah, what this, um, were you cast before the character design was done? Um, yes. I would assume they, they knew you were going to do Blake when they drew Blake. They, well, kind of. I think the four main girls is a little different than everyone else because obviously Meg doesn't look like Neon or Neo. And what's her name? The skateboarder chick, you know? That's Meg, right? Weird. Um, but um, it's kind of odd how the, the four girls look like us. But we did, to be fair, get to, like, Monty came up with us with, like, spec ideas. Like, she could look like this, she could wear this, her hair could be like that, and we would be like, no, we want this. So I think all of us kind of have this idealistic of what we want to look like, awesome. and just did that. So that's what I'm doing, I'm growing my hair, going to be Blake. <laughs> yeah. You all, all cosplayed us then, right? We did. Uh, Anna Hall and Matt's wife made our, our uh, costumes <coughs> for RTX last year. That was a lot of fun. It was really interesting. And they had the, the weapons and, and gamble shirt and all that. Hey. That's so cool. Did you do like that 3D printed or is it wood or? It's practical. Oh, fun! I never would use that. A lot of people do. It's supposed to be really not fun to use, but like does. I don't know anything about cosplaying. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. My idea of cosplay is like Halloween. I was hipster Ariel, and that's cosplay. So <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just wondering, um, since obviously, like, Mike Journey has their own blog channel and everything, uh -huh. um, have you been interested in maybe starting your own blog channel, or have you, do you have a blog channel? I used to. Um, since moving from um, Austin, I kind of just shut a lot of things down. Um, I realized that my main focus wasn't on this kind of the internet bubble we were talking about, and more on, like, the mainstream television film and and, and stuff like that, and I felt that it would be easier for myself and for, um, I guess, fans or, or people viewing me to view me as whatever 
character I was doing, and I couldn't do that if I've got a video of me and my dog opening a box. That kind of thing. <laughs> I miss Watson, though. He's such a cutie. But yeah, no, I, I definitely just plopped all that down, but yeah, that's what it did. <laughs> um, which of the three volumes was your favorite? The three. Volume three. Yeah. yeah. I think the... They finally figured it out, figured out what would make it look best, yeah, the production quality. Yeah. And obviously they had all of these sets already made, and so they could just adjust it to make it look better. So instead of building from the ground up, they've already got this thing that they can just add to. Yeah. Also, will you be at RTX? I'm not sure. I'm hoping to. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's almost not in my hands, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, I'd like to. I, I don't, I watched it so quickly, I don't remember all of their names, but I like that, like, Tybo shake. Obviously it's not Tybo, that's very ignorant of me to say, but the, the one chick with, like, the spiky hair and the, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like the sleeves. Yeah, 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 yeah. With sleeves. That and Meg's character is pretty nifty, too. She's fun. Um, so, I know a lot of, uh, when it comes to film, like, a lot of people wear a lot of different hats Do you have any interest in doing, um, taking on different, like wearing different hats outside of voice acting or outside of acting? Um, honestly, no, not at this point in my career. Um, I don't think I'm all that great of a writer, even though that's what I went to school for. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've got the eye of a director. Um, yeah, maybe in the future, maybe when I get more into it and when I have more, more. I guess deeper feelings for everything instead of just wanting to to get back into it on a, as it is. Um, yeah, not currently. You, you have a dream role, like a book that you would want to adapt, mm. or is there is there one part that you really want to play someday? Artemis in Ready Player One, but I think she's already been cast. She has. <laughs> Boom! I want to see who it is and be like, I could have done better. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's a yeah. good call. I can definitely see yeah. that. Yeah. No, when I read the book, I was like, oh, yeah. I'm doing this now. Please don't have been casted. And lo and behold, it was an actual actress. An <laughs> 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 actual actress. <laughs> so um, recently, there was this uh, D'Angelo spoof that was let out by Rooster Teeth. I have no idea what oh, D'Angelo is. It. What's okay, D'Angelo? Yeah. Someone uh, told me. Someone said that to it's, me it's like yesterday. It's a really sweaty music video. <laughs> Why would they do that? It's hilarious. But there's a lot of oil and fire here, so check it out. That sounds terrific as well. Just as bad as that fan service. Oh my goodness. Maybe a little bit worse. What's the Angelo, though? Just like a music dude from way back. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Quick question for you. With all of the characters, how do you keep their With the characters that I play, or the yeah. characters? Well, yeah, the ones you play. Well, right now, the two characters I play are a very melodramatic cat lady and then a very psychotic doctor, so I feel like it's a little easy to do that. Um, eventually, I, I kind of actually recently came across this thing where a character was just so much like me that I really wasn't sure how to act it yeah. and not just be realistic. Um, and that's just how it ended up going, just trying to be as real as you could. 
Um, and if you are, then the, the minor characteristics that are, that are different from one character to another will just show on their own, so you just have to be truthful to this character. Yeah. Five minutes. <laughs> so have you ever uh, uh, wanted to work with uh, Matt Groening or Seth MacFarlane? <laughs> um, I think it'd be funny. <laughs> they all have access, obviously, to really entertaining shows, and I'd love to be in a booth with John DiMaggio, as we spoke about it earlier. I'd, oh my god, I'd probably poo myself if I was in a booth with John DiMaggio. Um, yeah, maybe more more Futurama, that would be pretty fun. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely, I, I would totally... Yes, please. Who would say no to that? Hey, Aaron, you want to be in this thing that everyone loves and I'm amazing? Yeah. <laughs> Good thing. Yeah, the internet. Um, so you mentioned uh, liking to listen to like old audio things. Have you ever listened to Mel Brooks? Like the old stuff? If I heard the song, I would probably say yes. But once again, I'm horrible at names. Yeah. So... Uh, Oh, Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks. Okay. Did he do audio stuff? Yeah, I used to do it all the time. Oh. Some really funny stuff. So like stand-up comedy kind of thing. Yeah, uh, there's one called 2000 Year Old Man. Oh, oh yeah. I probably heard it on Siri. That sounds... Technology. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I have to. Uh, so for some longer-running shows, I know that sometimes the voices have a tendency to kind of drift one way or the other. They kind of change over time. Mm -hmm. um, do you notice any of that happening, and is there a way to, to stop that from happening? Or is that just kind of part of the natural uh, growth of the character throughout the series? Um, I think you can spin it any way that you want. Like, if you know as an actor you're either getting better or you're failing, you could just be like, my character's changing. Which is such a cop-out thing to do. But, um, um, I don't know. I, I've... I know that I've gotten better, I know listening to Blake, she's definitely changed, but I could chalk that up to Blake like becoming more open with her friends and, and being more true to herself kind of thing. But I've, I guess I've never really experienced or, or seen someone change their voice as a show progresses. Personally, what are your thoughts on Adam Torres? <laughs> He's not a duck <laughs> Yeah. Say that another character? Yeah, of course I can. Yeah, yeah. My love. I know. <laughs> He's creepy. He's super creepy. He is. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm interested in because Garrett, the the voice actor for for him, is also in California, so maybe he and I could sit down and and work off each other or something. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I remember them, them talking about like what was going to happen at the end of the season and what he was going to say and how they wanted it to feel. And I was like, oh my god, this is a children's show, you guys. <laughs> Calm down. Goodness gracious. And they even have a disclaimer. Have you ever had to have a disclaimer suddenly in the middle of a, like, a show? Season three. Not for you anymore. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's how Harry Potter went. That's true. But I feel like Harry Potter grew up with me, so I... Yeah, that's, that's not an excuse, but um, yeah, as we got older, they got older and more mature and danger and all of that, yeah. Harry Potter's pretty intense if you really think about it. Yeah. Oh, nice. 
I feel things about Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Deep-seated. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm all about it. I'm super excited for Harry Potter to open up in L.A. April 7th. It's going to be great. Yeah. For real reason. I've only got one hand, and this one makes funny noises if I move it too much. This <laughs> is my entertainment right now. I'm really bad at keeping this in my face. Oh, I guess I'm rapping. There's, yeah, I mean I'm around, and it's, uh, I'm a, I got a, I got a table, and it's got my name on it. How exciting is that? I'm not used to that. Yeah. Well, thank you guys all for for staying here. If it looks good from far away. Yeah. No, that's mine. This Feels is it? Oh, forever excellent. So, <laughs> um, my name's Deborah. I'm here with the BACN Network. I was going to say, and um, I don't have a whole list of questions prepared for you. I thought we could just yeah. have a conversation. Sure. Um, I actually did watch all of Ruby pretty recently, and your character was one of my favorites just because she has such a quiet build. Mm -hmm. Like, they give you so little in the beginning. And I'm like, well, she seems kind of cool. And then they have the gag with her with the, the Ninjas of Love book, yeah. and she's hiding it in the bookcase. Uh -huh. And I'm like, well, I'm locked in now. Yeah, <laughs> the romance. Did you get to read, like, the whole script to begin with, or did they kind of give it to you in episodes when you first started the series? Um, I see per season, and I only see my episodes, so... Do you have big chunks missing? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sure if I requested the full thing, then I could absolutely see that, and I'm sure some of it would make more sense, but I typically... I, I like to read my bits and then see all of that, and then I'll just get information from the writers and the directors and stuff to find out what's what's truly happening because I feel like that would be a bit more of a quick and integrated sort of way to do it mm -hmm. instead of just trying to form my own understanding of everything. So you kind of have to be very focused on your character's emotional growth and not let everybody else's get mixed up in there so you can figure out what you want to do. Yeah, exactly. What I was really interested in though is I always watch with the captions on. It's a weird quirk. <laughs> and whenever they do captions that say fighting noises, oh my gosh. what does it say in your script? Um, those are efforts, and it doesn't say anything at all. Um, those are just moments when they know, like, okay, she's been hit, we need to find this later. So they've marked it in their script, so like, okay, we're gonna get something for this. And that happens at the very end of the session, and I just make a lot of really unfortunate sounding noises. I'm imagining they save it so you don't wreck your voice while mm. you're recording. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's, it's considerably easier to, to go from low energy to high energy than to go to high back to low, so. Yeah. You said it only takes you a few days to kind of knock out a whole season of dialogue for Ruby? That takes me a few hours. Just a few hours? Not even. Yeah. It's actually really simple. Uh, the process for me anyway, it, I mean it differs for each person, but I'll go in and we'll do a full read of the scene and then we'll do a three pass. Mm -hmm. So they'll read me in once and then I'll do three different variations of the one line. And so it's actually pretty quick. Pretty easy. Yeah. Do you ever have to do more than three or are they pretty happy with all of your three readings and just decide which ones they think fit the mood best? It's usually just the three, but if I'm not happy with it, I mean, obviously if they're not happy with it, they're going to have me do it again, but we seem to be pretty good with the three. <laughs> not everyone can be like that, and some people like Jen Taylor can just knock it out, no problem. I was going to say, I've, I've done some interviews with other voice actors. I got to do an interview with Scott McNeil mm -hmm. recently, and he's like, well, you know, I like to do it crazy in my closet, you know, <laughs> by myself. My neighbors think I'm insane. Do you, do you prefer doing it collaborative, or do you prefer kind of, you said you hadn't really gotten to do recording by yourself yet. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't done that yet. I think I prefer doing voice acting um, in a, mm, I don't know, really. 
I'd rather do voice acting in a group kind of thing because I mean it's obviously easier to, to work off of someone else in that sense. I think in general it's really just easier to have someone bounce off of you, like just to work with someone else because you've got some energy coming back at you so that you can just provide that much more. Otherwise, you to make eye contact and kind of build each other up. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely helpful. But with, with the VO stuff, um, yeah, even just having someone to read off of who's energized is, is always good. Well, I don't have a last question for you, but um, we do actually have a third person in our network who's late getting here, and he's going to be so ticked that he missed you, because <laughs> he's a huge fan of you on Red vs. Blue. Oh, well, awesome. I was going to say, I burned through the whole series pretty quickly when I got kind of stranded in New Orleans during Mardi Gras. Yeah. But yeah, he's going to be very upset. So, sorry, Ryan, you're not here. <laughs> sorry, Ryan. Oh, it was lovely to meet you. Yeah, it was nice to meet you, you so as much. well. Thank you. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!